to the Very Well Mind podcast. We've interviewed over 100 authors, experts, entrepreneurs, athletes, musicians, and others to help you learn strategies to care for your mental health. This episode is hosted by psychotherapist and best-selling author Amy Morin. Now let's get into the episode. Every Friday, I share a quick mental strength strategy that will fix the thoughts, feelings, and actions that can hold you back in life. Today, we're talking about how to see vulnerability as a strength rather than a weakness. Vulnerability comes in many forms. It might be about telling your boss that you made a mistake when you're afraid that you might look stupid or there might even be some consequences. Or it might involve telling your friend that actually you're not fine. You're having a really hard time lately. Vulnerability is about opening up. And it's also about taking a risk. After all, you might get hurt. It takes courage to tell someone that you're struggling. What if they minimize your feelings? Or what if they tell someone something that you wanted to keep private? What if you tell someone something awful that happened and they don't believe you? Or what if you work really hard on something and people laugh at you? Even sharing good news can be tough. What if you tell someone how proud you are that you just got a promotion And they respond with something snarky like, well, it's about time you moved up another rung on the ladder. Those things sting. Those moments happen to all of us, though, if we're willing to be vulnerable. Every time we get hurt, we're tempted to build up a more protective armor around ourselves. We make rules for ourselves that are meant to keep us from getting hurt again. Here are a few examples of rules you might create for yourself. I'll avoid talking about myself so no one asks any questions and discovers that I had a messed up childhood. I'll work extra hard to do more work than everybody else. Then my boss won't see that I'm not as smart as other people. I'll act like I'm not interested, so no one knows that actually I'm just scared to try. I'll make jokes about my weight before anyone else can, so I'll look like I'm laughing with people, and they won't look like they're laughing at me. I'll start to cry when my partner talks about something uncomfortable. Then I won't have to talk about our problems. I'll stay quiet in meetings so no one thinks I'm stupid. We all have rules that we've created as protective armor, but you might not necessarily think about those rules. You may have created them somewhat subconsciously, or they may have evolved slowly over time so you don't even really recognize what you're doing. A good way to uncover your protective armor is to ask yourself these two questions. What emotion do I find most painful? And what steps do I take to avoid feeling that way? I'll give you an example from my own life. Like a lot of people who have a touch of social anxiety, I spent most of my life terrified of being embarrassed. So I avoided pretty much anything that might cause me to feel embarrassment. As a kid, I decided the best way to solve the issue was to avoid talking in public. If I sat in the back of the class, never raised my hand, and never did anything to draw any kind of attention to myself, I'd reduce the chances that I'd say or do something to publicly humiliate myself. And it worked most of the time. But of course, there were times when I couldn't avoid talking, at least not easily. Like in the sixth grade, we had a spelling bee in our classroom. When the teacher called on me to spell a word, I could do it. I was competitive and I wanted to win. And spelling out a quick word wasn't all that terrifying because there was only a few kids in the class anyway, and we knew each other fairly well. But then I advanced to the next round, which meant I'd be in the spelling bee in front of the entire school, which was beyond terrifying. I was so nervous I couldn't think straight, and I got eliminated pretty early on. 
Even though it's been 30 years since that spelling bee, I can still remember the word that knocked me out of the competition. Skittish. I learned that day it's spelled with two T's and not two D's. I don't remember any of the words that I spelled right, just the one that I got wrong. Because I thought it was mortifying to misspell a word in front of the entire school. In reality, nothing bad happened. No one really cared. And I'm positive no one in the world recalls this incident except for me. But in my head that day, I was certain I'd embarrassed myself. And it really just reinforced the idea that I shouldn't talk in front of people. Because doing so meant I might make a mistake and people might think I was stupid. It didn't always work in my favor, though. Take graduate school, for example. I applied to grad school at the same college where I got my undergraduate degree, and I got rejected. One of my professors said, it's because we never heard you talk in class. So in that instance, my plan backfired. Somewhere along the line, though, I made a conscious choice to break my rule. Now I earn a living by talking, and that certainly means not everyone is going to like what I have to say. And there are probably plenty of people who do think I'm stupid or don't agree with what I say. But now I can accept that. And I'm strong enough to, to be vulnerable and say, I'm going to put my stuff out there anyway. But it took a long time to get here. And I tell you all this because I want you to know that you can test your rules. Those rules that you established for yourself, you don't have to keep them. Put down some of that protective armor so that you can be more vulnerable. Sure, there's a chance that people might hurt you sometimes if you do that. But there's also some serious benefits that you'll gain by becoming more vulnerable. First and foremost, your relationships can improve. The way you grow closer to people is by being genuine and authentic. When you're able to tell someone that they hurt your feelings, or when you open up and say that you're grateful to someone who's in your life, you have an opportunity to bond. Some other things that you gain when you practice being vulnerable, you learn to overcome challenges rather than avoid them. You learn from criticism rather than simply react to it. And you'll feel inspired by successful people rather than threatened by them. So how do you practice being more vulnerable? Well, the first step is making sure that you're making good choices with who you're being vulnerable with and to think about why you're being vulnerable in that moment. Telling everyone about your traumatic childhood isn't necessarily a good thing. I once worked with a woman who always told men that she was sexually abused as a child when she was on a first date. She said she did this because she wanted to make sure that they could handle her past. If it scared them away, then she'd know that they weren't really cut out to date her. What she didn't realize was she was actually using her past as protective armor in a sort of roundabout way. So part of my work with her was helping her recognize safe people who had earned the right to hear her story. While she didn't need to keep her past a secret, she could choose to keep it private and only reveal it when she wanted to. After all, you want to own your story. You don't want your story to own you. Being vulnerable takes practice and it will feel uncomfortable. Fortunately, though, you can go for it like one small step at a time. You might start by telling a close family member that you've been under some stress lately. Or you might share a worry that you have with a close friend. Or maybe you admit to your manager that you still don't understand something even though it's been a long time and you know that you don't yet know what you're doing, just trust that a vulnerability hangover is normal sometimes. There are going to be times when you wake up and second guess whether you've revealed too much or you just get really afraid that you're going to be hurt now that you've opened up to someone. But with practice, it gets easier. And when you do practice being vulnerable, you'll learn and you'll grow from your experiences as you'll start to see that vulnerability is a strength, not a weakness. Thank you for listening to the Very Well Mind podcast. 
If you found this episode informative, please share the episode with your friends and family and leave a rating and review wherever you listen to podcasts. To learn more about the Very Well Mind podcast, you can head to verywellmind.com slash podcasts.